Stanford University shows that systemic racism actually does exist in America. Dr. Anthony Fauci clings to the COVID pandemic and pushes more vaccinations. Plus, Elon Musk takes heat for kicking Antifa radicals off of Twitter. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Stanford University and the new Black Panther movie, because in typical left-wing fashion, the university is discriminating, flat-out systemic racism, all in the name of diversity, equity, inclusion, and non-racism. The Democrats and the left love to point fingers and call Republicans and those on the right racist. Believe me, I know. We just finished an election cycle, and even here in Fort Bend County, Texas, rather than talk about issues, all the Democrats wanted to do was call Republicans racist. And of course, we know the reality. The reality is that those on the left would likely be out of a job if they didn't keep racial tensions alive. If the country moved toward Americanism rather than hyphenated Americanism, if we were truly a melting pot as those in power used to promote, we'd be a much better, more unified country. But division is what the left wants, and thus we have the whole critical race theory movement and the diversity, equity, and inclusion religion in which some are labeled oppressors and some are labeled as the oppressed. Some are labeled as victims simply because of race and others are the victimizers. Of course, with thinking such as this, the left comes up with racist policies all in the presumed name of fighting racism. At Stanford University, tickets and transportation to a screening of the new Black Panther superhero movie are being, being doled out based on race. If you are white, get to the back of the bus. Here's a story. The Stanford University Graduate Student Council provided students with free tickets to see the new film Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, last week. But it reportedly prioritized black students when distributing them. The council provided 450 tickets to a November 10th screening of the film at a local movie theater. But in an email to students, the council said that 100 tickets would be set aside specifically for black students by lottery, while the rest would be available on a first-come, first-served basis, according to the Stanford Review. So, the first 100 tickets are for blacks only. Then, all those other races can fight for the remaining tickets. In addition, a bus was provided to the movie theater with priority seating given to the black students. That means that Asian, white, Hispanic, and other racial groups literally got sent to the back of the bus. And now this action has sparked a civil rights complaint to the Department of Education in the Stanford Review, the university's independently run newspaper, blasted the actions of the Graduate Student Council with this post on Twitter. How exactly the Graduate Student Council serves you depends on your race. The GSC prioritized black students for movie tickets and seats on a bus. Does discrimination at theaters and on buses sound familiar? It was common in the Jim Crow South. The tweet is exactly right, but that is today's radical left. They fight discrimination with discrimination. They scream Jim Crow when blasting voter ID laws that everyone supports but then they actually implement Jim Crow-style policies to stoke racial division. 
All right, next let's talk about Dr. Anthony Fauci and the never-ending pandemic. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Tony Fauci is back in the news because, hey, in addition to keeping people divided by race, another useful tactic by the left is to keep people in fear. And if it were up to Fauci, COVID restrictions and mandates would go on forever. Recall just about two months ago, Joe Biden spoke with CBS's 60 Minutes program and said this. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is... Is COVID here to stay? Sure. But it has gone dramatically down in severity. And the fact is that people have natural immunity, which means there is certainly no reason for masks or lockdowns or the vaccine. First of all, many of the actions we saw during the peak of COVID were unconstitutional and ineffective. Second, the vaccine was said to stop you from getting COVID and stop you from spreading COVID. Both claims are patently false. Lockdowns and masks were proven in study after study to be ineffective. So go on and take basic precautions, but live your lives. That's what you should do, but not according to Fauci. Is this country ready for another pandemic? And are we still in the one we have not, uh, yeah. that we've been talking about? Well, we certainly are still in it. I think you just need to look at the numbers. We're still having between three and 400 deaths per day. So I, I think the idea that, forget it, this is over, it isn't. We're going into the winter right now. We have the wherewithal to mitigate against another surge. It's up to us to make sure that doesn't happen. And that's the thing that's very frustrating, Chuck, among public health officials, including myself. We have an updated vaccine booster that we want to yeah. do, but the uptake of that is, is you know, less than 15%. According to Fauci, we are still in a pandemic. And you should definitely get that booster. I don't think so. But that's not all. So yeah. coming out of the holidays, should parents expect schools to shut down? When, when you talk about shutting down schools, there's always the collateral That's also effects. radioactive. <laughs> it is, exactly. There's always the collateral issue. Are you kidding me? Again, just look at the actual science and you'll see that children have a near 0% chance of dying from COVID and are the least efficient spreaders of COVID. Schools should have never been shut down. So the idea that Fauci is even talking about it and laughing is just crazy. Those two are making light of the serious effects COVID shutdowns and all-day masking had on kids. But the left just doesn't want to let this go. The last thing they want is for you to move on, because moving on means less control. All right, next let's talk about Elon Musk, because he continues to take heat on Twitter, this time for banning Antifa accounts that are used to stalk people, harass people, and promote actual violence. Noted anti-Antifa journalist Andy No tweeted out that the latest information about the organization known as CrimeThink, which no longer has a place on Twitter. A violent extremist propaganda site that makes printable radicalization texts for Antifa recruits has been suspended under Elon Musk's Twitter, CrimeThink, wrote materials brainwashing readers into violent hatred of the state, police, and private ownership. In addition to crime think, No also pointed out that convicted felon and Portland Antifa member Alexander Dial has also been suspended from Twitter. Dial joins Vishal Singh, who had his account suspended as well. According to No, 
Singh has engaged in street violence and calls for violence against political opponents. Jared Huber has been suspended, and this guy actually went on the run after violating pretrial release conditions from felony riot charges. Now, as these accounts are being suspended, Antifa members have called for attacks against Tesla dealerships. That's right. These people and their left-wing supporters who are upset because they were banned for actually promoting violence are resorting to violence. Imagine that. Of course, we have ridiculous leftists like Alyssa Milano who continue to blast Elon Musk for cleaning up Twitter. Over the weekend, Milano really stuck it to him with this tweet. I gave back my Tesla. I bought the VW EV. I love it. I'm not sure how advertisers can buy space on Twitter. Publicly traded companies' products being pushed in alignment with hate and white supremacy doesn't seem to be a winning business model. Now, the blowback from that tweet was just hilarious as people pointed out the origins of Volkswagen. The Hodge twins even received a reply from Elon Musk when they tweeted, Volkswagen was literally founded by the Nazis and Hitler, to which Elon Musk replied with a big 100 and a laughing emoji. And I just have to throw in this clip from ancient left-wing Democrat Sheila Jackson Lee, because she and others love to denounce conservative free speech all in the name of protecting others while condoning real, actual violence. Let me just say this, uh, Reverend Sharpton. It is uh, very well documented that words nowadays can actually uh, break your bones. Words have generated violence. We've seen that. Just a classic left-wing comment. The left wants to shut down opposing views, saying that conservative words, in this case, actually break bones. No. You know what breaks bones? Crowbars, rocks, bricks, baseball bats, and a host of other weapons used by Antifa and others. Riots and destruction that continue to be ignored by the left. But hey, Elon Musk, he's the bad guy. All right. In the economic news, the Biden fiasco of mismanagement and purpose-driven policy actions continue to hit Americans hard. In November, things got even worse for business owners who are trying to pay their rent. More than 40% of U.S. small business owners say they couldn't pay rent on time or in full for the month of November, the highest this year. The small business network Alignable released the survey, which found that the hardship varies by industry. A notable 57% of beauty salons said they couldn't make rent, as well as 45% of gyms, 44% of retail, and 44% of restaurants. According to the story, rent delinquency rates increased 7 percentage points from 30% in September to 37% in October. Now in November, the rate is another 4 percentage points higher, reaching a new high across a variety of industries. Business owners cite higher rent costs and lower revenue, but 60% cite as the main problem, inflation. Oh, and one other note, the states with the highest rates of small business owners who can't make rent payments are Michigan at 51%, New York at 49%, and Massachusetts with 45%. And all three states decide to go with Democrat governors. And finally, here's a quick video clip that really shows you the sign of the times. Social media has become so dominant that the group of people in this video would pick cyber followers over a real relationship. Instagram or a long-term boyfriend? Pick one. Okay, <laughs> let's see. 
Probably Instagram. I mean, it's a trick. <laughs> I probably already knew, but Instagram. What the fuck? I would say Instagram. I haven't met yeah. or found a man yet that can give me what Instagram has given me. Whoa! This is why this show is necessary. Do you see how all these girls are in a relationship with Instagram instead of a real man? They're addicted to attention instead of love. Wow. Folks, get off your phones. Get your kids off their phones and find real people for real conversation. The more we hide behind the wall of social media, the easier it is for people to stay divided. And a divided population is exactly what the left wants. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget... If you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.